0: and we are rolling
1: okay hello hello tom
0: hi Sophia. (laughs) how are you today
1: yeah good okay so the last the last episode wasn't um it it had a lot of audio issues so we've got this huge um piece of cardboard in front of us so i can barely see him (laughs) 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 it's like I don't know.
0: We're trying oh, to basically make sure that our sound, our sound doesn't leak into each other's um, microphones But this is going to be awkward because it's like Super a very, yeah, proper makeshift Got a, a fake drone box in between us two Which I yeah, got, got for a, Christmas he, he
1: got a mini drone for Christmas yeah, And just, I just want it on the record that I didn't gift it to him It was my sister I'm, I'm not that person
0: well, drones are oh, cool.
1: You've been asking for it for, for ages. Yeah, no, there's
0: actually an I... actual reason because obviously for my job I film and stuff. Oh, uh, so whatever. No, I wanted no. to get my test miles in sure. before I get an actual uh-huh. drone.
1: No, it's whatever. And okay. we have got
0: drones at work, so it's like I want to be able to fly them properly. I don't with want your to just, toy remote control. Yeah, I just yeah. get to the use of like flying and stuff, like in trimming and all of that good stuff. Right. Anyway, that's, <laughs> so...
1: that's, blocking, that's blocking our view. <laughs> So, and I'm looking forward anyway, to flying later. Are you but, looking forward to this episode?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, yeah. This is well, yeah.
1: Okay. Just right, as I, you...
0: I'm gonna play the Empire Strikes Back music as I take off <laughs> my maiden oh my flight. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking forward to this. Sorry. Anyway. Wait. So
1: you want to get this as over as soon as possible, so you can go go and fly right Yeah. I will not fly be accompanying my cheap,
0: you. My cheap drone.
1: Okay. Well,
0: you got a car. You're my. Uh, no. I'm
1: your what? <laughs> You're my wife. I'm not your co-pilot though, so <laughs> <laughs> you, you can...
0: <laughs> Anyways, we just, we're detracting distracted from a really important subject that we're going to talk I about think, today.
1: I think, Tom, you've been pit- if I'm honest, I think you've been putting off talking about it, because it is, it is kind of deep. Um,
0: <sighs> Very much so.
1: And what we've realised is, I was trying to... I think I'm just more keen to talk about it, because I'm not impacted by it.
0: Oh, Whereas I if, am, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you haven't guessed so. already,
1: it's it's a uh, race and racism, uh, and yeah, I think I am always trying to learn about it and get and and get more educated on it, and I I have this um, kind of burning desire to talk about it more and more, not because well I've I've done some like soul searching on it. It's not it's not because. I want to appear to be more woke or more um, sort of with it or uh, like, you know, sort of come in and and tell everyone what they're doing wrong and as if I haven't been part of the problem. I think it's just that the more I'm reading on it, the more I'm educating myself on it. And the more I see it through your eyes as well, the more I see how little is being done, how little has been talked about it and it doesn't mean that us talking about it will fix the problem or will unravel hundreds of years of systematic oppression but what it will do is get people to think about how they can address it in their own way in their own lives and so that's why I've been keen to talk about it because there's so many elements to it that you can spot in your own world that you can address in your own world but i think obviously it requires you as someone that deals with it on a daily weekly monthly every day whatever basis um that it requires you to have to you know acknowledge that it's happening and address it and dig deep and that's obviously harder for you to do than it is for me because I can just look at it from a more of a sort of removed perspective. Yeah,
0: whereas I have to live it.
1: You have to live it. But we'll try and think of ways we can make this not lighthearted, but just, I guess, relatable and something that uh, just dips our toe into the water, knowing that this isn't something we can address in an hour. This is something that is really... uh, extensive and it will probably require a few more episodes and we 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 are keen to get people to come on and talk about their experiences as well um because racism is not
0: it's multifaceted
1: yeah and it's not black and white it's and also as well like it's every other it's it's people of color on yeah it's and i was not.
0: gonna say as well like i can only talk from like my perspective i can't provide like the female black female experience and race which i know is an entirely different
1: yeah kettle and of fish actually as when well, we like, were talking about what we were, we were going to talk about there's so many gaps because we naturally we we can't fulfill yeah. the every different you know lens um but yeah no i think that's i think that sort of sets the context for why tom was putting this off if you can't tell yeah i'm not really
0: i like don't get me wrong i'm going to talk in it but i'm not keen on this subject so Ooh, yeah speak. no
1: shit but do you see the value in talking about it
0: I'll shit like I'll sh- yeah obviously i guess it kind of like will shine a light and stuff but i don't know it's just it feels like it's one of those ones that i can talk about it but it's like i still have to go back into the hell so to speak
1: yeah, and they like, can just I skip off to, into the sunset. Yeah, like, somebody no, no. can
0: fast-forward this, or they can, like, stop this or pause this. I can't pause it.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, and I, I used hell. Hell is a really heavy word. I'm not saying that I live every day of my life. is really sad, but I am very, very aware that racism is always, like, around the corner.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Like, I woke up this morning, and this morning the Lake District is trending, and racism wasn't too far behind on that, or there's football events that seem to be happening more and more lately. Um, just the whole populist vibe as well in terms of like the direction of the country that we seem to be going in. Yeah. It's just making it more prevalent. Whereas like before, you felt like you were knee deep in the shadow of it and it was dying down. But now it seems to be ramping up ever so slightly, but in a new way. It's like it's. Yeah. It's. Um, I feel like at the time that we're at at the moment, it's like we've turned a new page, but we still haven't quite won the war it's not over we're still oh, in quite no. middle like we're in the middle of the battle i feel
1: yeah and i think it's important to say that this is in the context of tom yeah this is in the context of uh like like what do
0: i say what like the most um, recent events
1: yeah it's like this is exactly yeah like this is kind of stuff that's come up recently that has really like made us realize damn we need to talk about this like pretty soon because um the problem with with things that come up in the news is it comes and it goes, yeah. and then I don't think there's enough conversation on. Okay, but this is this isn't a flash in the pan moment. This is years or generations of suppressed supremacist ideologies that are coming out in these bursts, whether it's you know at a football game or uh you know the artwork for for the italian artwork
0: (laughs) that fa yeah if if you can showing yeah yeah three monkeys
1: sent you know as if that was meant to bring us together just basically reinforcing the idea that black people are monkeys well done like
0: (laughs) um you know what he was claiming that he was trying to like take back the monkey and like Take back control and take ownership but the thing of it. Is, as I a white like, man,
1: does he have a right to take back anything? Yeah, that is I mean? so like, lazy. He, who's he? No, but it's not lazy. It's just it. Yeah, it's lazy, but it's it. It just speaks to the exact issue of people thinking that they can they can speak to it and they can have that kind of almost like that white savior thing. Like, no, 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 don't worry. I've come up with a solution. But if you're not if you're not being affected by the problem, you can't create the solution. I'm laughing,
0: I'm laughing, but it's actually like masking what should be tears. Like, I'm just thinking about the whole logic of this situation. So black players were complaining about being likened to monkeys, being called the N-word and whatnot by fans in the stands. And then what does the governing body of Italy's football go and do? They gonna then go and present... They go and
1: create artwork, they yeah. commission artwork that displays three, three chimpanzees.
0: Yeah, it's like oh man that's just bad in a bit so no, that's
1: one thing but what i'm saying sorry is that, yeah like these there's like re- very recent events but the my my kind of anxiety around it is that okay we're talking about it well i mean they're off they're off the twitter trending page now they're, they've they been and gone yeah these, these issues
0: same with the one with the um tottenham situation with the chelsea was it tottenham and chelsea yeah, yeah. when rudiger got um like fans in the stands at, at Tottenham were being racist towards him, and he even he even tweeted out like he doesn't want this to just be like another news story that just comes and goes. And then it, it
1: so often is. And
0: look what's happened. It, it essentially that's that's what's happened. No one's talking about it.
1: No, but I think there's this tendency in Britain, at least, to you know barely recognise that it's happening, even when it's sort of lower level everyday you know uh, occurrences and then when something like more dramatic happens like what's happened in football recently there's there's a tendency to go oh god yeah oh god that's really bad isn't it oh no oh okay well it's done now you know like and then they move on and there's no there's no real action taken in that in that context there's no real action taken to you know stop the game we're not playing for you or you know, unless you unless you stop, we're we're walking. I off want the, the pitch. players
0: to walk off the pitch now. Yeah, I think to walk off the pitch, the... or
1: to ban those players from ever atti- to ban those fans from ever attending a game. You're you're being outrightly racist. You're committing hate crimes in front of thousands of people. Yeah. No one's arresting you. No one's doing anything about it. You're just stop- you're allowed to trot off home and affect these men for the rest of their life. Like right? that is another thing that they add to the tally of racist bullshit that they've had to deal with from the day that they were born and they're just expected to just move on with their life and you get to you know do your thing and I think there's a tendency here to like what do we call it the stiff upper lip like trying to just like kind of move on okay well it's just let's just move on um but what that really does I think is breed a, a sort of underground sort of suppressed mentality of like it doesn't exist you know i want to we're see so happen? quick because we're so quick to move on from it it's like we want to pretend it doesn't exist and then we can we'll get on with our lives but the people that are affected by it don't get to do that i was gonna to
0: say this I, I feel like the one thing i want to i would like to see happen in this country um being the uk is like for an acknowledgement of the type of racism that happens here because when i think what's happening here is that people are thinking of racism through the lens mostly of like the african-american experience yes. which is very very overt and it's like it's very clear-cut and it comes in the form of like police brutality or like other situation high profile situations which don't really seem to be happening here like i'm sure there'll be cases of pre- um police brutality or or for example here the um uh the whole stop and search thing which is really demeaning and like you feel like crap when it happens to you um whereas i feel like the type of racism that happens here is like very very subtle like if we're really honest the stuff that happens at football games that, that has happened yeah that's the worst of it but yeah. there's all the there's like Countless times I can think of, like I've incurred like racism, but it's not taken me. It's taken me sometimes months or even years to me for me to like yeah for me to realize that that was actually racist.
1: Can you give some examples? Because also before you go into that, I I suppose it's worth saying that you're you're black, black African. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, and I want you to talk about it from your perspective. You're not going to be able to talk. You're a black African man. You're not going to be talking about it from the from a women's perspective yeah. or other races because other races deal with racist bullshit in this country as well and I'm a black
0: African man that was born and raised here so that's also yeah. an important like I don't really have any real connection to Uganda other than through my parents and the rest of my family like I've been there once for four weeks but that's about it yeah. other than that so I've lived is, in this is country your, like, this,
1: yeah. is, this is what you know but um, I think I want you to talk about the, the, the stuff you've been going through i want to just provide uh, so we've been well so tom bought this book okay it's insane and i I highly recommend you buy it even if you're not black because it's called conquering the world while black think like a white man by dr boulay white law the third um so this book along with so many other books that people don't read right but you, you you picked this up. It's taken it, you've taken ages to read it. It caught
0: my eye in Waterstones, and it' cause it's yeah. like a white, it's a mostly white book on the front with like bright green writing. So I must have with been an like-
1: image of a white man with a green briefcase. <laughs> <green, laughs> <green, laughs> Trodding over a pile of, of people of color.
0: This is, uh, like, I know they say you should never judge a book by its cover, but the cover, you like, though, it, 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 it really died. sang to me. Like, it was really, really, like, well done, like, lime green, and like, I love yeah. pastel colors, and, like, he picked well, the right shade. I and... imagine it
1: was also the content of the yeah, book. Yeah, and like I saw audio. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and not, because also, is what like, what, what was good about it is, I think, when I think about it, he actually knew his target audience really, really well. Yeah, because so
1: he's talking to black people. No, I
0: mean, no, even just if you look at the cover, because. Oh, uh, yeah um there's a book um that did the rounds within the black community and uh, especially an Afri- um the american side of the pond um called think like a man the yeah, where yeah, they yeah. did the movie and stuff so this i felt that title i felt played on that film slash book yeah, yeah, yeah. so when i saw it i already felt like a sense of familiar uh, familiarity with it so yeah. then like yeah. i was already drawn i read like the back and then i saw it was co-signed by rennie edo Lodge, Lodge
1: who we we'll also go in to talk about later yeah
0: she wrote "Um, why I no longer talk to white people about race and then yeah. another OG oh uh, what's it is it Benjamin
1: Zephaniah yeah
0: he, the famous poet the work
1: of a true mastermind he wrote
0: yeah so when I saw that and I read the first couple of pages I was instantly hooked it was so good like so I was me, laughing so let me just like,
1: give some so here what he says is <laughs> your the book is written with the following assumptions about you that one you're classified as black meaning you were born with at least one single drop of all, of wild black african blood in your veins which has physically manifested itself in you eg brown skin <laughs> impressive genitalia natural rhythm a proneness to police brutality punctuality issues etc etc anyway so it basically it's and this shouldn't um dissuade you from buying the book or reading it because he also says in the event that you're not brackets blessed enough to be classified black you're either a voyeur of black people for personal professional political perverted or policing reasons or you're just some bored racist devil I read it anyway (laughs) and um what he's what he does as a British man as well because I think the problem as you've said Tom is that there is so much that we know about race and race issues through the African American lens and through just through the American lens, we learn at school about the American slave trade. Yeah, that's right? the
0: measuring stick but, that people use for like judging racism. But what
1: he goes into, I mean, you—it's, I suppose, logic would lead you to believe that we had some part in it. But I think the way our education, our education system has been set up is that it, we're. We're told to believe that we have we played such a minimal part in it, or no part at all, and that
0: we throw America under the bus We throw America
1: under the bus in terms of like oh god, those racist, you know, devils. But um here we go. Look, so unlike America, Britain never actually enslaved Africans in large numbers to toil the soil in Britain, perhaps because the air of England is too pure for any slave to breathe. Which was a quote attributed to the beautiful mind of William Murray, the first Earl of Mansfield. So this is the, what he does throughout the book is he, he quotes people of history that we look up to, um, you know, that we consider benign and they've all been known to say racist bullshit as if there should be a surprise. But anyway, Britain opted instead for a more slave from home and quote, offshore outsourced enslavement end quote, approach. Populary popular. Oh my God, I can't say it
0: popularizing
1: or yeah popularly, <laughs> no. oh, <okay>. <laughs> as know colonialism um of course britain led and industrialized the great hustle of the day but they preferred to do it in quote the colonies and the caribbean entire nations such as jamaica and barbados were built and populated by enslaved africans for the purpose of making britain rich and britain got paid in full Britain's prosperity was like that of America and many other quote, developed nations, built principally on the enslavement of Africans. Slavery was the fuel of industrialization. So, you know, what made me think about that was, you know, the 2012 Olympics when we had that big opening cer- ceremony. Yeah, and, and industrialization was this big. Industrial revolution. Thing. Yeah. And then every time we think about the war and we think about all of the, all of the feats of achievement throughout our, throughout British history. It it continuously misses out the part that enslaved Africans. Oh, you played. just reminded
0: me. There was a um, I think it was just before the election, like in November. Uh, you know, David Lammy, the yeah. MP for Tottenham, he did a series with the BBC, um, I think called the Forgotten Dead. Oh, it's just around like Remembrance Time, where um, I think he went to like, uh, don't quote me if I if I if I get this wrong. But um, he went to India and Africa and, like, basically traced, like, some of the people, the ancestors there that fought in the World Wars alongside British soldiers because they were technically British because they were part of the empire. Yeah. So it's, like, and they regularly get left out when we're talking about, like,
1: um, as well, yeah, said. Well, yeah, because what he says yeah. is, like, you know, we, we trotted off African slaves to go fight in the war or, you know, be part of the industrialization and then immediately, consider you know, just part them off the second they were asking for a home or asking for shelter or asking for freedom yeah and it's like
0: after the war when the uk needs to rebuild who do they call they called the people from like the Windrush generation to come over to like help and it's just yeah
1: yeah i just figured that i would provide some context that like when you're talking about the african-american experience that's not to say that that isn't true it's just it's just not our truth it's not the british no i
0: would say that well (laughs) I would just, I would use it, use the British experience as a way of pointing out that racism has many heads. It's not just one way. It's not just like some guy with a, a white cone hat, like part of the KKK, like screaming or the police or something. Like there's also a very subtle way. Like I feel like here we deal with a lot of the systematic racism.
1: Yeah. So which they
0: also have in the states but it's like i feel like here it's way more like insidious, it's, it's yeah. yeah it's insidious it's like it's yeah it's the type that you'll scratch your head for many years before you realize what's what and yeah
1: and this is the thing that um i'd like you to sort of talk about because when you say you've been dealing with it it's that kind of stuff isn't it it's the
0: yeah it's like, like the opportunities. opportunities yeah that's the main like i feel like the main way that i feel it um that's not to say that i haven't done well for myself but i guess from my just like despite yeah i yeah. guess from like a young young age because like um most our parents like obviously you get the odd few that like their parents like judges and whatnot but like most pe- um black people in this country like if they're from like the lower classes and stuff like their parents haven't been exposed to like the range of careers that all they know in terms of like high grossing career opportunities would be like a doctor or lawyer, lawyer. yeah like the the classic ones whereas like you don't hear any like african parents or so i'll be really shocked to hear like say oh, become an investment banker or, or a journalist or, yeah or a journalist yeah. I, or um i don't know like there's a handful of like um I don't know like respected roles in industries that you just don't get any exposure to and then when you like do want to go into those fields it's very very rare for you to see anybody else like you in those um yeah no so if you look at where I work um which is like a creative agency um there's only a handful of black people yeah in like the major companies it's very very rare like i when i am applying to uh work at a new place i know that i'm going in there to be like the token black guy or the only black guy and my favorite page on those um on like company websites is the like our people are about me because i love going through and it's just literally just all you see is just white faces and then you'll see like the odd dusting of like a black or an asian person and it just it's i don't know it's like there's no representation or there's no and then when you think about um, the power that some of these companies have, so I'm speaking about like yeah. agencies and advertising, the advertising world and whatnot. They don't have like
1: that perspective. Yeah, to they don't have yeah. the content. And
0: how many times have we seen like there's been cockups? Yeah, like
1: adverts. Yeah. Yeah. For
0: example, I'm thinking of the H and M one when they had the little boy and the monkey yeah, um, T-shirt. t-shirt. Or oh, there's just like there's countless fails that you just know that like. Man, yeah, it's like even some of the companies I look up to, like um I see adverts and that are just like really distasteful, and I'm just like if only you had some more like diverse voices like at all levels as well like i'm yeah. I'm not saying that you need to just parachute us top. in like yeah. by all means, give everybody a chance, but it just feels like those chances are not always there because you don't have like the polish, you're not part of that culture, and it's like when you're a different color as well, like we're not expecting you to be able to blend or get into those cultures I don't, is yeah. this,
1: or excel in them yeah yeah
0: and then you're finding that the the one thing that you're having to do as a as a black person in this country in this country i feel is like having to assimilate or adapt to try and like change your your persona to make people feel comfortable when more accepting with you and like going above and beyond to like i don't know to like soften yourself in some ways or like to how's
1: that played out for you
0: um so For me, like, obviously, my appearance is something that I take huge, huge pride in. I make sure that I, like, look somewhat decent. I'm not going to... But
1: do you... Is there a part of it that, like, I want to make myself look somewhat white? Like...
0: No, not necessarily white. Like, don't get me wrong. I do feel some sort of ownership over, like, my clothes and stuff. But it's more... Like, you won't catch me wearing, uh, I won't roll into work with just a t shirt. And whereas I know some of my colleagues will be comfortable Your white to colleagues. do, yeah, yeah, or, or, white t, t- yeah. shirt,
1: baggy jeans, whereas you're like put together.
0: Yeah, I will make sure, yeah, because I don't want to give off that impression that I'm like too relaxed or because I feel like people would expect to be like i feel like there's stereotypes of a black person that i'm doing my best to fight against so that i yeah. can be respected and be like taken seriously yeah. and not just pigeonholed and put so sort of, for example like my mannerisms my slang my t- um the way i speak i try and tone that down and just like and in some cases it's actually um i mean the reputation of being too quiet because then i feel like in those circumstances i've probably been too careful
1: yeah you get so you're always like flying on yeah the, 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 you're what's the word like treading on thin ice yeah or, or like, it's am like, i being too yeah yeah
0: or other times it's like it can backfire and be like oh you're too serious and it's just like do you get and it just like it, it's a it's a hard one it's like you're trying to find your feet and it's just i don't know this,
1: this guy also says um make sure you put on when you're going in for interviews or even when you're going in for your job make sure you put on a pair of glasses yeah even if you don't need them this is this guy like it's and it's true like and i'm reading this i've read it now you still need to finish it yeah <laughs> but um i read it in like two days and i every the thing about this book was that and this isn't i this is the thing i knew this stuff right i knew it and it's just like it's just doubled down it's doubled down on on that knowing of like, damn, like this is real. This is real because I see it through your eyes. I see when you went in for interviews, you'd put on your pair of, put, put on a pair of glasses, even if you didn't wear them. You wore them for reading, but you didn't wear them for normal day to day. Yeah. And I remember you going around. Right, I need my glasses. Okay, I need to wear these shoes. I need to wear this shirt. You can't like look so any any form of casual can't can't be in the mix right now. Mm-mm. Um and. You'd like practice like what you were gonna say, and you've already, you've already done so much to, like box in your colloquialism, or like, because I'm talking like this now, and I think I could talk like this in an interview. Yeah. But I feel like you can't. I feel talk like that I feel it. like if you I was to do to that, box I'd get it in yeah. I feel like, and, like if, like, if turn I was to into talk a different person, what he yeah. calls the, what does he call it? Like the. Um, your the white voice or whatever the nine to five voice every
0: uk person the ethnic person is bilingual in some form or fashion
1: (laughs) when they have the nine to five voice and then their normal voice um and i so and to people thinking well everyone does right you you know when i go to work i don't swear either that's it's not about everyone's got to some extent a nine to five voice where you you or the phone voice you know when you're when you pick up the phone And you're calling british gas or whatever yeah there is an element of like or if you're at work and you're in a meeting you're not talking like you would with your mates over a pint i get that but this is a different it It feels really
0: alien to how you would normally talk
1: it's a different level but that's what i'm trying to explain it's like there's white people that do it too to some extent like you know you go to work and you you put on some sort of persona and you make sure you've shined your shoes or ironed your like, shirt. No, you know how I
0: put it. I put it like this. It's but like it's if...
1: different. I just want to. I just want to yeah. get across. It. it is different, and like you can't say it isn't because you don't know.
0: Like imagine you're going to like a meeting or a presentation. Like there's a certain way you speak to like make sure you get your points across really clearly in those situations. I feel like there's the moment you walk out of that meeting, you can relax. Whereas a black person wouldn't be able to relax. They'd still be on edge somewhat.
1: Yeah, so that performance doesn't
0: it, doesn't, it stop, doesn't stop. Yeah, it's not isolated to different places or things. And don't get me wrong; like, there's some like I'm not saying it's all bad. Like, my like my colleagues are really cool. I don't have I don't harbor any hate towards any of them. Like, but I just know that just generally, I feel like there's an extra level. It's the whole classic thing of like you need to work twice as hard. Like, and like that's
1: like, the thing. So to people that say, "Well, what does that even mean?" That's surely that's not true you know we've moved on we're not racist anymore you don't have to work twice as hard what do you say to that
0: that's a lie i know i have to i like for example if i wanted to go to a management role how many managers do you see that look like me Mm. so just automatically just like i'm fighting against somebody's gut instinct so i have to go above and beyond to like tip that gut instinct on of it on it and that's that might sound really defeatist or like oh you don't see yourself as a manager or, or like no, what no, that's no. like really dep- self-deprecating and where's like your self-belief like it's there in abundance but like i know i'm up against people like it's just i don't see other people like me so how can i expect somebody else to
1: see you yeah. and go yeah no he belongs here
0: yeah exactly yeah so it's like, that's the way it's like, okay, you take that into account. And it's like, okay, I need to work really hard to overcome that. Plus just be normal. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. We just need more. You
1: also have um, a wedding ring now, which apparently makes, actually like helps your case. <laughs> because, honestly. Like, yeah,
0: I've heard about this. Yeah. God.
1: No, no, you said
0: no, apparently it's it just it's like a symbol of you being more dependable and more focused and more like stable. Because obviously you need to pay for your house and the kids are probably going to so come black, along soon. So and, black
1: men are more likely to like get away with getting a job if they have a wedding ring. Yeah, so it's my prospects so are about oh, to go so up so now. There's so many <laughs> dumb things that you have to do to like.
0: But these are unconscious biases. Like, for example, if you think picture now, what does a hedge fund manager look like?
1: Mm. or what does a ceo look like yeah, a yeah.
0: Th- like if a room full of FTSE 100 like ceos and managers who do they look like
1: yeah old white men
0: yeah exactly yeah and it's just and this is the the thing like you're not i don't get me wrong i know there are black um people contained within that FTSE 100 group um i think yeah i believe so anyway can r- correct me if i'm wrong but it's just it's not the norm just yet and until it becomes the norm where it doesn't matter who is like like there's many shapes and sizes for particular roles they're always going to be up against it yeah and that's just the sad fact until people like break like new doors down and like get into those positions and yeah. are really successful in those positions we're always going to be facing that because yeah. people want yeah
1: history so and in terms of like we're kind of like talking about careers and stuff but in terms of in terms of the sort of day-to-day so you've like come off your work your job whatever Mm. like what kinds of things do you and we sort of covered the football thing where there's like the flash in the pan like really obvious cases of racism like when um you know recently like we've we've learned it's resurfaced the kind of boris johnson talking about what was it like water-
0: smiles, watermelon, watermelon smiles yeah. and like
1: referring to black people as like, with these like stereotypes but, but in, apart from that like there's obviously the day to day like more commonplace so like microaggressions and you know like commonplace verbal, behavioural or environmental indignities things that you've like dealt with I can think of one so clear in my mind that it like it angered me so much and it was like, what the fuck do we do about this? Like, we, so we were in the room and, the, and um, I'll keep it like, uh, what's the word? I'll keep it. What's the word? Wait, like, hold
0: that thought, please. Just, for, um, just quickly. Um, going back to like the imaging and seeing people in the road. Remember in the book at the beginning when he went for a job interview or I think it was his first day and the two guys, the senior people thought he was a security guard
1: yeah so yeah yeah what do you talk about
0: yeah no i'm just saying that's just case in point like so,
1: so he was waiting in the in the reception for for his interview he got there early because he didn't want to um fall you know he didn't want to fall into the stereotype of black people time yeah so he and was, he was, like, was trying standing trying there up. like an hour or half an hour early and he was standing up because like, he didn't want to appear to... lazy yeah he <laughs> there you go he wanted to appear professional and stood up with you know fully clothed like didn't take his jacket off like had his briefcase and then the people that walked in thought he was a security guard, and would show him, show them his, their IDs, and then it kept happening, so he thought it was two, it was two occasions, and then they kept coming, kept coming, everyone that came in thought he was a security guard, showed their ID, and, it, and, it, and then it hit him that he was, Oh, I mean, you talk about it, like, it hit him that, oh shit, like, this, this is, is how
0: people see him this is how yeah. and
1: this is really fucking embarrassing, <laughs> yeah, imagine
0: he's made the effort to get suited and booted and he still for an see interview, yeah kind an of like lower than
1: and the people that are walking and showing him their IDs are people he will eventually be working with yeah. like and, so he got the job right and then he had to work with those people that thought he was a secret. I mean that's so I, embarrassing
0: don't get me wrong like as well like I'm not trying to demonize those people, but that's like an unconscious bias that got proved, yeah. Like unconsciously they saw him as like, oh, he's just a security guard. Yeah. And it's like, and there's nothing wrong with being a security guard. I've done security in my life. It's a fun job. But I'm just <laughs> like... Yeah, you have. But when you want to be taken seriously and like, like fulfill your potential and you feel like you have so something it's to like offer. his shot at a
1: corporate yeah. job and...
0: Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, people are like, their expectation of you is so much lower. Like, they think but if you're you, just... the
1: thing too is if you pull... So this is what I was going to talk about with microaggressions. It's like, if you see, if you witness something so abhorrent, like you, you yourself, like we'll go into this, but you yourself have um, suffered from a hate crime, and actually, like the guy got arrested, right? He got jailed.
0: Yeah, because he was a prolific.
1: But you, person, you yeah. suffered at the hands of that guy, right? Yeah, a, like legit, like legal, like illegal hate crime, and you followed the letter of the law and like got him i'm glad we did like... that
0: because we could have just let that slide because he just walked past us and like basically just me and my friend we were in um bromley um and then he just came up to me and he's just like laughing and it's just like i can't wait I'm going to cyprus and i'm there's not going to be no blacks or asians for like four weeks and then he just like laughed in our faces and then, and then we were like you what and he's like yeah you heard me no blacks or asian like just going off on like this tirade and then I like my friend was about to knock him out or wanted to anyway, and I was and just like, could, but I even, was even just, if
1: you wanted to, you would have been the one in the wrong. Yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. Be the black, aggressive. Because imagine
0: we have just like we're just minding our own business, waiting for another friend to turn up so we can go to a Turkish restaurant or some sort. Wait, I need to go back. That place was good. Oh, it's just. Like, <laughs> but and then obviously you just getting blindsided with this racism. And yes, it's not the worst that I've actually faced. But just something that was in me, and I was just that's like, you thing, know what? Joke, I was though. just like, screw it. Like I'm like I don't care if this was just like he didn't use the N word or and or he could didn't he like
1: didn't like that matters. first. yeah, no, but and I'm also just, the fact that you were saying this isn't the worst I faced. Yeah, that's that's the joke of it. It's like. Yeah, sorry But Karen. then I just
0: felt like I was just like You know what, screw it Let's just see I'm going to do the right thing Because my friend is like Now her like basically ch- Not chasing him But it's like walking up to him The guy's clearly embarrassed And is trying to get away So I was just walking behind I wasn't I just walked casually And I was just on the phone I was like, listen This guy's just like On
1: 999? Number I know I called
0: I didn't even call 999 Because I didn't feel like They would take it seriously I called 101 or yeah. The, the, the lo- police yeah, yeah, the local police one I was like, listen Look this has just happened. My friend is now following him. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't blame him because we've just been blindsided by like this racial attack. And then, like, <laughs> and I explained to him where we were and whatnot. And then like, they just, they actually came pretty quick. And then they um they tracked him down, they arrested him. And then it turns out on the day that we went to court, cause we went all the way, we were just, I was like, no, you know what, screw it. Let this be a black mark on the guy's record at the very least. Yeah. Um. Cause I, I wasn't expecting anything to happen anyway like i thought they will just slap him on the wrist but they were actually taking it seriously so fair which play to them which yeah. isn't normal right yeah exactly What well, doesn't feel normal um and then yeah so then <laughs> I'm, i'll never forget we were there in court ready to give like evidence and stuff and like take our like take the stand so to speak that was like my first like court experience <laughs> so it was actually kind of a fun still um but then they kept us in this separate room downstairs because yeah, for, some, yeah, yeah, do for some reason the judge didn't want us to be in the courtroom when he was there. Yeah. Maybe because he was going to commit further sentences, I mean, further crimes or whatnot. Um, and then it turned out she then came down afterwards and was like, thank you for coming. Um, we don't need you to come up because your statements were enough in them themselves. And we just wanted to let you know that you're not the only other people that are um, victims today. Um, this guy he was basically like prolific in the area, and then oh there my was God. like there was two other black people with their own separate um uh, Is that se- separate like, charges single... against him. Yeah, and then there was also a lady that um he I think sh- he went into their workplace and was just being really unruly. So clearly, this guy was a bit unhinged in some capacity. But it
1: required it required every single person yeah. in that situation to p- to file a report and yeah. do something because. Because imagine if they didn't, they just put it down to another racist bullshit thing happened today.
0: And also as well, because he had previous, um, it it meant that because he had previous, um, in our specific case, he ended up getting a two-year suspended sentence, but then because of all the other cases, he actually ended up getting put away. Like, the culmination of it, like, yeah, it was just
1: But, and so there's like that kind of thing that happens um, which isn't as common right yeah that's not and uh,
0: yeah that's bear. bear in mind that's just some low level like nothing i could have walked away from that and just like shrugged my shoulders like but that's more of
1: like a blatant like i'm being racist towards you and it's and like sucks to be you basically but then there's microaggressions which are like the they can be taken the the problem with either of these things is that it expects you as the as the person dealing with it to react in the in the quote appropriate way so in that situation like yeah your friend would have been right to go up and box him in the face (laughs) because if that happened to you would you not want to defend yourself would you not want to have some kind of retribution but when it's like stuff like microaggressions when you're being told like i remember when i was date when i first got with you and somebody said well you'll you'll be really good at like a a sexual act because you have big lips Mm. what the fuck is that (laughs) what i've just started i've just started getting to know you and i like and at the time i was like that's not i don't know if that's cool i don't know if that's cool but i don't know what to do Mm. about it and like because it wasn't said to you it was said to me it was like Shit, okay, but microaggressions could be begins. even more
0: micro. Like, there's just you there's can just that. feel it sometimes. Wait, it's like, you just can't prove it. It's meant to be it. a compliment, yeah. Yeah. The other
1: one, somebody says, "You're oh, uh, yeah, Tom. He well, he's a good dancer. He'll be good at dancing."
0: Yeah, what?
1: No, and Tom, the sad thing is, I'm it's not like, explaining it right.
0: No, I get it. it's like because obviously I'm black, so I'm expected to be able to dance. And but I remember, it was I like, in I front rem- of
1: every no, no, but the thing is, it was in front of everyone, and it was. Everyone, like, turned and looked to you. Everyone turned and looked to you for, like, your reaction. They wanted to see you go, ha, 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 yeah, I am. Or get I angry. just felt uncomfortable. Everyone felt I, uncomfortable. I, Everyone felt uncomfortable.
0: I, I recognised it, and I was just like, yeah. But, it, you know what the maddest thing is? It's like, sometimes you end up in this situation where it's like you've just been, like, subjected to, like, either a racial stereotype or racism in, in its full-blown, like, face or, I mean, form or factor. And then you almost feel like... Uh, a responsibility to like try and quell or like shut down or calm the situation yes. as best as possible
1: and then you get me that like look i'm the one that's like fuming and like oh my god this is the work because i'm because obviously i don't have to deal with this every single day i just witness it on occasion and mm. then it feels like it's a more of more of a sparse thing but then but going for back you, to the book it's like this is 30 years of this bs for, Whereas for me it's like oh this happens i'm like only waking up to like the actual situation of it
0: it's a thing of like you you just basically just have to pick your battles so like for example Whereas i yeah. don't want to yeah i'm like, like
1: fired up and i suppose that's why that's what a lot of people deal with initially is like when it first starts to happen it's like oh my god it's so wrong that's so wrong yeah. and then but when it's compounded and when it's when you can when you lose count of how many times it happens i completely understand why you're just like pick your battles like some things you're just gonna yeah, have to it's like gonna go happen again like... gonna... right but for me it, I'm like, it's guaranteed it feels... gonna happen again like right. it's not exactly whereas i'm seeing it as like an isolated incident it's and i'm not, like yeah, it's not I'm what if... and i was like should we say something and you were, and i looked to you and you looked to me and i was and we both acknowledged it was wrong yeah but i'm like i'm the one fired up because if you got fired up you would have been in the wrong. Yeah. You would have been the aggressor. I would have been seen as
0: the angry black you, man which exactly. is the next stereotype exactly. you want to avoid. There's like all is all these stereotypes that you don't want any it's association Microaggressions
1: with. is like there's even if it's a compliment, even if it's a compliment or even when you're even when it isn't like microaggressions like trying to make you feel comfortable but actually it alienates you. Like those situations of like oh you must you must be good at sex right because Because you're black, or you you must be a good dancer because you're black, Mm. and we can count off all the other things that that have been said to black people. Like it's endless. Yeah. But the the problem with it is like it expects you to feel like you're part of the crew, like you've you've been allowed into the yeah. Like some of them are
0: just really really dodgy and bad failed attempts to try and make me feel comfortable, and it's just.
1: But it actually ain't. It's not, yeah, exactly. It it points out that you're black in a room of people that aren't black. Yeah. It's like what are we setting out to achieve it's here? like
0: you're drawing attention to like what makes me di- feel di- what makes me different or it's like don't get me wrong like I know I'm black but sometimes yeah. <laughs> it's like like until something racist happens I like, I'm, I'm not constantly like walking around in my life oh, like, like looking at my skin like oh my days I'm black like after a while <laughs> it's it's like you you not become blind to it it's just like it's like okay it's like you acknowledge it and you move on And there's other elements and aspects of my personality and what I want to do and whatnot just I and don't get me wrong. I know I can't escape this, and I don't want to escape it. I like my but black skin. I was gonna but say, like, like, there's
1: there's beauty to it. There's like the same way that you would you shouldn't be expected to want to get yeah. rid of it or like. Or, or, take, um, you know, obviously take immense pride in it. Well, but yeah, you know.
0: attention gets drawn to it through these like That's interactions. The Other and
1: people draw attention to it. You're and you just know, trying the maddest thing life. is,
0: can I just say that? Like, we live in London, which is supposed to be a massive melting pot, and like, and, it, yeah, it, and it is, and it's still and prevalent. Still so imagine now if I lived outside of this like London elite bubble, like it's just like
1: yeah, <laughs> and I doubt, I doubt it would be more positive. I doubt getting more into the negative. Yeah.
0: It's I don't know. It's it just it just it just sucks, man. But like just like uh, it just I don't know. Just knowing that it's always going to happen, and especially now, like as we were talking at the beginning, like I feel like racism is now turning a new page because like people are being emboldened by the likes of Trump and but Boris I feel Johnson. Like the and, other side.
1: So if, if we're going to talk about the other side of the coin, which is. White people and people that basically don't suffer from this. I'm I'm not white. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixed. Ten, yeah I, and I, I actually like I trip, you, you I trip, trip up because I trip you are born and grew up and because I'm light-skinned I have basically got away with Basically everything I I get I I have white privilege even if I'm not fully white Um, and for that reason I Like I've dealt with or I am part of the problem in the sense of, I've done all of these trip up things that that white people do in the process of trying to get educated or in trying to just become a a good human being and trying to understand different people's perspectives. So like, I wanted to like list them off here. Because basically I know you, white people listening. (laughs) I am you in terms of these problems so like claiming that color doesn't exist ha- have you been have you like faced that have you have someone said that to you like in a conversation
0: well no you get people that want to shy away from the topic and shy away from like racism and not acknowledge and don't get me wrong sometimes i will even shy away from talking about racism because i don't want to make somebody feel uncomfortable
1: like which anyone, i don't yeah,
0: know that's it's a problem. like that's bad in of itself like even this topic i've probably been avoiding because i don't want to feel like i'm alienating people that's it it.
1: the burden is on you as in the person of color the burden is on you to to navigate white feelings and this is what i want to like talk about because if you're listening and you've and you've done this too then you could do you could do with joining the the education club and like getting getting on it and getting yourself acquainted with this issue because um, if you have done any of these things, then, um, yeah, it's on you. So claiming that color doesn't exist. I was in a room with people of like all different races and we, we going into the top, it was like a small group and we were talking about race and I, and I ignorantly said, yeah, well, I just don't think, cause I'd, I'd read something somewhere. And the, the problem with this stuff is like, you read one thing and you, and you adopt it as your own. You don't actually like do the critical thinking around it. Um, so i was like yeah but like color like to me race is just a construct and color just doesn't like i don't see color i just see human beings
0: you know where i feel like that i what that where that comes from or what i think that is i feel like that's the hope of trying to live in a society that's like that exactly and don't get me wrong i would love to be in that society that's like
1: and hopefully we can
0: make it happen but like i'm sorry we're not there yet
1: no, but the, this I disagree. The black woman
0: What you disagree that we're
1: we should live in a world where colour doesn't exist. Because this woman pulled me up on it in front of her and like just called me out on it and I'm so like honestly I'm so grateful for it. Instead, I guess
0: I'm thinking about the discrimination from colour, but sorry, go on.
1: Oh right. So she said, No, I don't I don't want to I don't want you to not see colour. I'm proud of my black skin. I'm proud of my I'm proud of my heritage. I am black. It's undeniable. I walk in the world and I'm a dark skinned black woman and like that's that's my reality and for you to say you don't see color it's like you're denying I, i'm paraphrasing ma- majorly but like the, the the sentiment of this was like you're you're denying my experience you're denying my my reality by saying it doesn't exist you're just oh, so you
0: like whitewashing
1: yeah you're just white you're just saying oh, i don't see color but but color what you want a biscuit or oh, you want a charger yeah. okay but color is a thing it does exist the problem is not whether it exists or not the problem is are we seeing everyone is equal because of it and that's that's where we're like having a mismatch is that white people want to believe out of guilt that there's so much there's so much that's happened at the at the hands of their a- ancestors that they want to believe or well, if we can just be- if we can just go past this and ex- and just say that it doesn't exist then then we'll, everything will be fine right and the problem is, is it's not that's not the solution. Um, And that's just because you wanna, you don't wanna take responsibility for the fact that there are people in the world that are black, that deal with life differently, and you have a part to play in that. Okay, yeah, so that was, um, claiming color color doesn't exist, or I don't see color. That's that's your first telltale sign, white people, Mm. (laughs) that you got some learning to do, as I have. (laughs) Why are you looking at it like that? No,
0: I'm just thinking to myself like I feel uncomfortable when I hear the term like this might sound weird when I um hear the term white people because I and it's nuts because it's like if somebody was to say oh black people like it makes me I don't know it's. I, I don't know, go on. I, like, it, it is where it is. It's just, I feel like... What, this is it is,
1: insensitive?
0: No, I feel like this is just my, like... My, You're trying
1: to make people feel comfortable. Yeah,
0: my natural inclination to, like, make you feel comfortable. And it's just, like... Uh, Whereas
1: I'm on the thing of, like, I am part of the problem. Yeah, this, it's almost like... And I'm not here to make you feel comfortable. Nuts,
0: it's nuts, because like I'm, I should technically be the battered and bruised and, like, the person that folds their arms. And it's just like, yeah, you know what? Like, you deserve all this hell. But part of me just feels like, you know what, look... I don't want this hell and I don't want anybody else yes, to feel this. Yes, but the problem hell.
1: is Tom is no one's if no one's educating themselves on it and trying to make your life less of a hell, yeah. then you'll then they will not do the work that it takes to actually address yeah. systematic racism and your life will continue to be a problem and there's won't. And that's yeah. the problem. So it's not about it's not about flipping the script and making everyone that does has never dealt with racism before, now it's all your fault and it's all your problem and you you now need to suffer at the hands of black people. That's not what you you think that's what was happening mm. by addressing them as uh, by uh, them <laughs> by i yeah anyway by addressing white people it's as like white people michael
0: moore um yeah i think when they're talking about guns and then like they did that cartoon about giving the black people freedom and then they, all they wanted to do was just chill and the, the white people got scared and like made it sure that they could only so have yeah Reni edo
1: lodge talks in her book where i'm no longer talking to white people about race there is a chapter on fear of a black planet mm. that like there is this underlying fear that because of all of the suffering at the hands of white people for hundreds of years and still to this day even if you think it's not happening if you're not a person of color that deals with it then you can't say it's not happening that's the thing i'm like getting more and more frustrated about yeah is that the part this british mentality of like we're not racist america is a big part of that is that you're not seeing it you're not close to somebody that deals with it you're not dealing with it yourself so you have no right to say it doesn't exist you have no right to say it's a problem it's not a problem because it is and the odd occasion where the football fans go mental is not it's not the only time it happens, right? And that's that's just a reminder that it does happen. But the thing with the thing with it is like being suffering at the hands of of white people, the answer truly isn't to turn it on its head and now make white people slaves. Like clearly that's not yeah, the Yeah, no, because you know what it
0: is? It's just like if I'm honest, so if I was to sign up how I feel, I'm just tired, man, of the racism and, and what yeah. I just wanna chill. I I've got no it's not time for me to now pick up my sword and like be like, ah, yeah. no, what? Like, no, I don't want to do that. I just want to chill. I just want good opportunities. I just want to be able to like get a decent job. And look, like, don't get me yeah, wrong. Like, I feel
1: like there's there has to be a, a slice of the population that who have been robbed of their ancestry and their history and opportunities that want some kind of retribution. But I just don't think that a that will happen, and b I don't think that's what a lot of people actually want like yeah, you they said, just want to
0: get on man they just want to get on
1: and, like... and just just level out the playing field would be enough right yeah and, just... and for there to be some kind of recognition of the issue so you know if, if the british government actually acknowledged the extent that they played in the slave trade if yeah. they acknowledge the harm that was created through colonization that would go some way to you know uh recognize the the harm but I think what's what happens is that the fear of a black planet the fear of like the the tables turning makes white people climb up and go well I don't want to acknowledge that it's a problem because if I did then I'd recognize and I'd I'd be forced to recognize all of the problems that my ancestors played in this horrific system of oppression that continues to this day and the the thing with it is, like, by not acknowledging it, you're not actually helping the situation. It, it, As painful as it might feel, it's important to acknowledge the system of oppression for people of colour and the part you have played in it. So whether you've said colour doesn't exist or you've done a microaggression, you've said to somebody in, in the attempt to try and make them feel comfortable, oh, yeah, I really like curry or, like, I think you're a great dancer. I mean, you've never seen them dance or... Um, you know it's even like it's not a thing like it doesn't it, that shouldn't be attached to my skin color um, even things like thinking that black is cool or like thinking like starting to think that, oh you know black people are my type like I'd like to date a black guy or I'd like to date a white uh, black girl thinking that there's some kind of like cool coolness to that like that's there's something there that's insidious because you're assuming that 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 their race plays some part in like how they'll be as a lover or like whether you can like latch on to some of that coolness or swagger that you've that you've interpreted and being with Tom doesn't do anything for me in that department I'm with Tom for the (laughs) for the person not for and like his his race is his it's not for me to latch on to I don't get to acquire any of the features or the um what is it like the i don't know like the the benefits of being a black you person you don't have
0: like a beneficiary black card or some sort No that I've i don't get you. yeah you don't, yeah
1: you don't give me any any uh what's the word like um Oh my, my words are, lo- are lost today. Don't like, get me wrong; you'll you get use... like
0: exposure to black culture, but you don't yeah, get. Yeah, but to I don't get to own it.
1: Yeah, I don't get to appropriate it. I don't get to have like a get out of jail free card. I don't get to use your hair products. I don't get to like it doesn't. You know, like that's not, and and there's a tendency I think for people to to think that that's like you you get to a world into black people and like. The, the, the mystery of and the magic of, of black people by being with a black person but you're just perpetuating that problem and god help you if you have children because then you've you're now you're you're now just basically a, a kind of racist person dating a black person who's got black kids now and you've still got that that sort of slightly racist mentality um if you've ever crossed the street like i was in um south africa and it's a slightly different i've got something to say on this i was in south africa um and like the person i was with made me cross the street because there was black people walking towards us and it is obviously it is a very different society it's a very different world the apartheid is um is obviously it's not it's not fully healed in
0: the eyes of history that was like yesterday
1: yeah, it was it. It ended in 1994, so 25 yeah. years ago. That's a blip. That's nothing.
0: That's like no. That's one.
1: that's no. That's no time for anything real to pass, um. And there there is still so many issues that happen there. But what what I was really surprised by was that I was being asked to cross the road when I just come from London, and that's not my thing. And like, you know, and I think there's this feeling that if you're not around black people, you will always see them in the way that the media portrays them. And in the way that history has told us.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: Right. Um. Then, if you're not surrounding yourself with black people, meeting black friends, like getting to know people f- f- sincerely, not because you think it's cool. Like I know somebody who said they they got a they got a friend that was black and told me, oh, like I'm am I cool now? I was like, oh God, like. Wait,
0: what? that really happened?
1: Yes, it really happened. You don't know the <laughs> shit that I listen to. And the problem is, the problem is. No cuz there is that that look it's undeniable There is there is like a mystery yeah around black culture it's the reason why it's black, it's it's like the black girl magic it's the it's all of that it's seeing gorgeous afro hair for like 4c curls and wanting to get your hair braided cuz you think it somehow does something for you i was in a all girl school and they were um what's it like uh what's it gluing down their edges and then, like, you saw white girls putting up their hair like that too, like, thinking... That, do you know what I mean? It's, like, thinking that that's like, somehow makes you... But this is intangible. You cannot be a black person whether you want to or not. And you cannot, under any circumstances, tap into black culture and then point the finger at them when something goes wrong the next day. Like, getting a friend that's black and thinking that that somehow, like, makes you like anything other than what you are which is a white person that benefits from the system of oppression that you know just gets to be a friend with them one day and then gets to assume that black people are so and so and such and such the next day like that it's really problematic when you when you see black people as as commodifications or as things to like things to acquire or attain or you know by being in proximity with this person i can adopt to these features or i can say these words or i can act this way and then the next day i can brush it all off and be my white self right that's the problem so like seeing like thinking black is cool um or not not going for anyone that's black like they're not my type like i know people that won't date black people because they're not they're, oh, that's no, it's not, they're not my type. Yeah. They're not my type. You're just being, sorry, you're just being prejudiced. You're just being racist. Because, like, that's...
0: We're not all the same.
1: No, but even just feature-wise, they're not my type. What? Because cause what? Because what, man? Oh, because they're, um, I prefer, like, blonde, skinny, white girls. You can get some gorgeous, skinny black girls, too. Like, what is, your, what is your problem? What are you actually trying to say? Do you know what I mean? So, like, there's that as well. Like if you if you think that there's a type in your mind and the and the type in your mind is caucasian then you know there's there's something there it's not to say that you know you you should force yourself to be sexually attracted to somebody that fundamentally isn't and it doesn't mean either that you just settle for a black person just because you want to prove to yourself you're not racist mm-hmm. but it just means opening your eyes to different to different cultures and to different ethnicities because there's so much beauty in it and like, don't be a dick. Like, why why just like completely ban an entire race of people that you could potentially fall in love with because of your fear of what they could be or what their family are or whatever, you know? It, that's really problematic. Um, if you've ever said that she's pretty for a, or he's he's well-spoken for a, whatever what well, the sentence. look case
0: in point well spoken for a black person yeah. like why yeah. so it's, that's what I'm saying like in yeah. terms of like somebody has an unconscious bias of you and you're having to work twice as hard to flip that unconscious bias that's what I was referring to yeah no I
1: see what you're saying do you want to speak on this one no I've already spoken
0: you've... it like, in, like just in terms and that pops up in terms of like career opportunities or just like for example imagine how a <laughs> thinking of get out but imagine how a black person feels meeting the parents of like their white girlfriend or something like they feel yeah. like they have to like put on a show almost it's did just... you
1: feel like that when you met my
0: mom uh to some degree yeah i'll be yeah. honest yeah i did but I don't no know. talk about it no i just obviously like you're always going to make an effort with a parent but i just felt extra tetchy and a bit more anxious because obviously i'm black so i was like i didn't know what your mom's perception of black people are is I that didn't...
1: because you knew she was from south africa
0: no not even that it's okay. just like i just because i knew that your mom was uh white so i was just like okay what is the black what is the white perception of a black person okay it's not entirely good on the okay on the stereotypical spectrum so it's like yeah. i felt like i had to make an extra effort to be like look see i'm not all bad like right uh, like,
1: not, I, but I that's just, not bad to say. I'm I'm like that's a real that's a real thing.
0: Yeah, that's just and obviously like yeah, me and your mom get on great and
1: Yeah, no, and, now you're and,
0: fine. Yeah, I'm fine, yeah. but I won't like like I did feel that pressure going into the situation and not, yeah, it's just yeah. it is what it is. Man. No, just... of course.
1: Um and then the other thing I want is just quickly yeah, so like the well-spoken thing and then reverse racism. If I hear that if I hear that word, that term one more time, one more time i might just explode
0: <laughs> you know what that one feels like to me it feels like a reluctance to accept it's like the last denial before the acceptance
1: yes that's like such like the, a good the way of last putting the it.
0: last little cry of like no it's not me it's not me like <laughs> it, it's it's that because it's just like what because what you're asking those people to to accept is to like feel like crap or to feel a sense of remorse or something so it's i feel i see that as like a self-protection type mechanism and
1: it's the thing is all of this is based around self-protection like white guilt like not wanting to acknowledge that it's happened or it's happened at the hands of your of your people your history
0: again as well coming back to that whole thing of like black people don't want to like conquer the world or like do do some evil scheme takeover or like as you say, like get yeah, retribution. We just wanna live our lives, man, without the the crap. Like that's well that I can only speak for me, but like
1: So the thing with reverse racism, so racism is based on power. So yeah. the there is no way for black people to So okay, so people of colour can be prejudiced. So I know I know there's Arabs that don't like black people, there's black people that don't like yeah. Asian people, there's whatever, right? There's like these um stereotypes that everyone carries around different different cultures exactly so you can be prejudiced but because racism specifically is a system of oppression based on power whoever's in power can instill these like can instill these mentalities or um these measures to oppress certain people if black people have been at the hands of that for hundreds of years there was no way for them to flip that over overnight and say stuff to you that's now makes them racist like they're not being racist they're at worst being prejudiced and because racism is based on a system of power you can't if you're not in power if you're not the people in power then you can't inflict racism on somebody else you can be prejudiced but you you can't do you know what i mean the other thing with that is that wouldn't you have some kind of suspicion over people that have oppressed you for generations on generations yeah, would you not them. would you not adopt some kind of negative mentality on white people and suspicion around white people if all they've ever done to you and your people is is harmful and stripped you of your history stripped you of your opportunities stripped you of your children's opportunities it's undeniable the impact that institutionalized racism has had on black people and people of color in this country I'm inclined to let them have it. Do you know what I mean? Let let them have a few prejudices on on white people and make make jokes about them. Because that if that's the worst you're dealing with as a white person, if that's the worst you can deal with today, then you're you came off scot fucking free. Because that's not even a blip on what black people yeah. try to deal with. So if you if you want to tout out the reverse racism card, you're like in my view severely miseducated. Like you don't that's the worst of it then if that's the worst of it then you you're you're fine you're completely fine and you're being completely like ridiculous and fragile the whole white fragility thing comes out majorly in this one because you're in trying to educate yourself on it or trying to like or even just building an awareness of it because this conversation is slowly starting to happen more like in pockets where you'll have like maybe like parties where you'll bring it up whatever um and in the like you said, in an attempt to try and acknowledge it's not happening, cause it's too, you know, the the kind of cramming up because it's it's a really difficult subject and and then you as well as a black person, you're you're part of the problem because you're like I don't want to, I won't talk about it if you guys won't I'll protect your feelings. Let's move on. Let's change subject because you don't want to have to. You've been conditioned to protect white people's feelings and not talk about the subject. That's that's the thing that like that's why say, white people have a responsibility to. I wouldn't to talk say about conditioned.
0: It. I feel like it's just it goes back to that whole thing of like pick um picking your battles because otherwise, how many battles would I be picking? Yeah, true. Like, how many battles would I be fighting on a daily basis?
1: And yeah, you're right. Uh, it's you're just, right.
0: Like, it's just the maths. Like, it's like I'm just playing. Like, this might sound really crass, but I'm just playing the game. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be weak. I'm not trying to be meek. I'm not like failing to stand up for myself or any of that stuff it's just the the facts are what the, the numbers just don't lie like it's just if i was to count all the times and the situations where i could seize upon it and like use it as a platform to like speak up and stuff i'd be i would have lost my voice or something by now like it's just i don't know it's like yeah there is probably some degree of like conditioning there but also it's just that whole thing of just picking your vowels
1: and speaking on that so Rennie renee Lodge talks about um about this and like that in some ways the conversation can be quite dangerous for her as, as the only black person in the room trying to talk about race or if the conversation comes up basically getting ganged up on and it can be at times quite dangerous. So she says I can no longer have this conversation because we're often coming at it from completely different places. I can't have a conversation with them about the details of a problem if they don't recognize the problem exists. Worse still is that is the white person who might be willing to entertain the possibility of said racism, but who thinks we enter this conversation as equals. We don't. Not to mention that entering into conversation with defiant white people is a frankly dangerous task for me. As the heckles rise and the defiance grows, I have to tread incredibly carefully because if I express frustration, anger, or exasperation at their refusal to understand, they will tap into their, pre- their, they will tap into their prescribed racist tropes about angry black people who are a threat to them and their safety. It's very likely that they'll then paint me as a bully or an abuser. It's also likely that their white friends will rally around them, rewrite history and make the lies the truth. Trying to engage with them and navigate their racism is not worth that.
0: One thing I will say, and it's just kind of hit me, like, especially hearing those words from Rennie, is, like, I do feel like this sense of, like, um, there's, like, this unofficial mission almost to like just go out there and just be the best and to break down as many 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 barriers as possible and like because i was thinking about what's my motivations behind like picking my battles and it's like ultimately exactly it's like what i do like i think i've told you this in the past but i'll say it now again it's just like i do feel really happy when i do see like black people like or asian people like or any like ethnic minority like latinos and stuff like getting in positions of power and like incrementally and slowly inch by inch like mile by mile just taking back some sort of like control like to get like some equivalents or to get their piece of the pie and it's just like i i don't know because i think that's like the main like mission like though the main end goal that i would like to see and i do have some hope and when i say that i don't mean it in a way where it's like take back control and like whip like the the, no, the haters it's i don't just think like, that's even possible no but i mean it's just like get to a place where it's like you have some influence so that you can help all the people that are coming up like all the younger generations like i'm really keen that if i have kids i want them to know like the full range and scope of the opportunities that are out there for them and, and like the thing, and like- yeah go on
1: well when you speak about opportunities the the reality is that if you have black skin you are more likely to suffer at the hands of uh teachers who mark your papers Mm. lower than than average and it's only when you get and it's only when you get a independent adjudicator that marks your paper you actually get the the mark you deserve and that goes throughout your entire education system um and then when you go out for interviews if you have a any kind of Quote, ethnic sounding name, you're more likely to not get a job. Mm. You're more likely to not even get in through the interview stage. So, you know, in terms of opportunities, I understand your the premise of like, this is all that's available to you. But there is also a need to sort of stress that and to get to those places. In this, my is mind, talk- not, this is what you're talking yeah. about, like working twice as hard. It's this yeah, kind cause of stuff Yeah, because
0: I was going to say, yeah, like you have to, naturally, as a black person, you have to have like extra thick skin and like strength and
1: and awareness that this is about to happen yeah
0: and like to be fully aware of like your surroundings and knowing that like this oppression like does exist and it is there like there's no escaping that but in my mind it's still worth like getting up each day and it's still worth putting like in all of the effort and stuff to get to those places because i feel like them and it's it's clearly it's clear that other people have been fighting and doing that stuff because more and more like when i go to like offices environments and like like say like old street is like the new one now or canary and stuff you're seeing like incrementally more and more like black faces and asian faces and like and it's just i don't i just feel like yeah despite all of that stuff that does exist and hopefully people do do stuff to remedy that and like but it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, no, no, I do know, but I'm just, just trying to express that, um, this whole notion of, like, picking battles and stuff is because there's a bigger prize at stake here, which is to, like, do our bit to move things forward, like, and, yeah. and help turn another page on racism and, like, talk to our friends and have influence over them and just hopefully, like... Mean white friends. Yeah, like, have a less things, racist so... environment. Like, yeah. get, don't get me wrong, like, even though I feel like populism is doing something weird, I I feel like it's only going to be a blip. This is just speculation in my heart. But I feel like in terms of like the long term, like prospects for Black people, as long as we like stay in the game and not give up and like get too disheartened, I feel like twenty years from now, I the think same if way you've
1: we, already been dealing with 100, yeah. 100 more years. Like, what's what's what? Yeah, what's another?
0: But I feel like years? I feel like the same way. How I can think back now in my lifetime, look back twenty years ago, what was going on with like the Brixton riots and stuff, and like, and. Like, I just, I feel like there is progress being made the more, like, people are assimilating and getting used to the society and the environment. Because this is a technically, like, an alien um, surroundings for us. Because, like, our parents, like, most of us are, like, first generation. Like, in, I'm talking about, like, my peer group. Like, our parents weren't born here.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, or, like, some people are lucky that their parents were born here. But, like, I feel like more and more, like, we're getting used to, like, the british society and whatnot and hopefully we can like that's what bothers
1: me though about like you so there's there's people that were born here like generations of black people that were born here. there'll
0: be like maybe tops for each because if you're thinking from like the 60s like wind rush times yeah but even indians as well like
1: yeah um Mm. But that's the thing, it shouldn't take you being a first generation person born here to like have, have had to experience any of this because it's like you weren't, do you know what I mean? Like you're not part of the problems, let's say. Does mm. so that make sense? And this is the thing about, it isn't a thing of the past. It's something that is as recent as 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you're 30 years old. Um, and it will be something that our children experience. And that the reason why is that there It is the responsibility of white people to fix it. It's not, I know you're saying like the, that people kind of need to like stay strong and, and have fortitude in the face of this system. But the reality is that white people have to acknowledge it's happening and have to take really drastic steps to address it in their own world. And that is not going to happen anytime soon because white people benefit from this system of oppression. That's why I'm saying oppression. that they
0: just have to keep going because ultimately, like, by all means, yeah, that would be really, really helpful. But as sad as it sounds, I can't trust that white people will take on that mantle and will do yeah. those things that will make my life easier or make future generations' lives easier, which yeah. is why I'm saying, like, just work on the assumption that that's not going to happen and just keep going because I do feel like people- there's, like, sense of momentum. So it's like I, like, even though, yeah kids are probably gonna have it um hard as well, but I don't think it'll be as hard if the work is being put in now to like set those by, future but generations. Yeah, but what up. I'm saying
1: is if the work is being put in now by white people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah no, if
0: they can take care of things so, as well, the then like is, fair enough. But to
1: white people that say this isn't surely this isn't happening. Again I wanna stress like if you're not if all if you don't have any black friends or any anyone that's like not white in your circle, in your close circle and your extended circle if you don't live in an area that is surrounded by people of color, you can't say it doesn't exist because you're clearly like in a in a bubble, you're in a bubble. And because you haven't committed a harmful racist act on somebody does not mean that it doesn't exist. And the reality is you benefit from, from white privilege. And everyone sort of talks, it's like a buzzword, isn't it? Like white privilege. But so Renier DeLodge says, neutral is white. The default is white. Because we're born into an already written script that tells us what to expect from strangers due to their skin colour, accents and so- social status, the whole of, you- of humanity is coded as white. Blackness, however, is considered the other and is therefore to be suspect- suspected. Those who are coded as a threat in our collective representation of humanity are not white. These messages were so powerful that four-year-old me had already recognised them, watching te- television, noticing that all characters who looked like me were criminals at worst and sassy sidekicks at best." So she, she basically says that white privilege is, is really hard to define, but it's essentially an absence. So it's an absence of the consequences of racism, of stru- structural discrimination, an absence of your race being viewed as a problem first and foremost, an absence of, quote, less likely to s- succeed because of my race. It's an absence of funny looks directed at you because you believed to be in the wrong place, an absence of cultural expectations, an absence of violence enacted on your ancestors. Because of the color of their skin, describing and defining this absence means, to some extent, upsetting the centering of whiteness, or reminding white and reminding white people that their experience is not the norm for the rest of us. So that's something just to like sink in a, a little bit, because it kind of goes back to if you if you don't if you haven't experienced it, you can't say it doesn't exist. You can't say it's not a problem. And it, and it's white privilege is basically the absence of having to deal with any of this um it's the the privilege of being able to go through your life even if you're poor there's a thing as well that a lot of people come back with I'm a white working class poor man you know I am on benefits I have you know disability I you know all of the kind of things that would make your life really difficult it doesn't take away from the fact that your life is difficult but what it what you you still benefit from white privilege in the sense that you can go out into the world and not looked at and not be looked at suspiciously um you will never get profiled you will never be stopped and searched uh you will never have your headscarf ripped off you will never have um like the the suspicious gates you know you'll never have to deal with a lack of opportunity because of your skin colour. That's what white privilege is. It doesn't mean that you don't suffer, it doesn't mean that you don't have a difficult life. Um, it it's just acknowledging that because of your skin colour, you get to live a more peaceful life filled with more opportunity than somebody who's not white. It's that simple. Um, but the thing with it is that unless you acknowledge that that's a thing, um, it's it's really hard to be part of the solution and this that's the kind of thing i want to stress is that you have to acknowledge that even if you're not playing a role which i i think earlier on i was talking about i think most people have if you're if you benefit from white privilege you've done some of this nonsense bullshit before you've said these weird racist things or this these microaggressions so i think it's it would be really I'd be extremely surprised and I'd bet a lot of money if you haven't done something, right? Like, because that's just what the system teaches us. Um, But yeah, so like white privilege is a manipulative, suffocating blanket of power that envelops everything, we know like a snowy day it's brutal and oppressive bullying you into not speaking up for fear of losing your loved ones your job or your flat it, it scares you into silencing yourself you don't get the privilege of speaking honestly about your feelings without extensively assessing the consequences so it's like what you're saying about picking your battles like you have to assess whether this is worth it or whether it actually makes you come off worse or whether it it causes you to lose opportunities down the line or lose the trust of somebody um so I've spent a lot of my time biting my tongue so hard it might fall off. That's what she says. So you might lose out on job offers because you've spoken openly. Um, and this is what the other what Dr Boole Boulay-Whitelaw says about when the guy goes into HR and says, Look, I'm the top salesman, I want a promotion. Why have I not got a promotion?
0: you just have to leave and go and, somewhere else man
1: yeah and that's and he says that the average black person their cv has five or six jobs for every white person's one or two yeah because you you just you, can't you, get you hit the glass ceiling so much sooner and yeah. then you have to move on or you have to stay stagnant um and when i read that i was like man if that ain't the truth because i'm looking at tom's cv and i'm looking at mine i'm just like damn and i think i've got it hard trying to like figure out my career and then I look at your CV, and for somebody that's only three years older than me, you've got so many more jobs than you're about, not for necessarily good reasons. It's just mm. that you've had to move on sooner. You've had to, you've realized that it's not, it's not benefited you to be here. They're not taking you seriously, or they're not giving you the promotion you've deserved because you stayed there for a long time, or you did a lot of good things. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say, what I've been trying to say in a kind of roundabout way the whole time, it's like I, I can't speak to the experience, but what, what I can speak to is this is white people taking responsibility for it and to actually be part of the solution instead of the problem. And if you witness something, well, if you witness something, you have a responsibility to do something about it. The thing is, black people have to calculate whether it's worth it for them to address the situation. But you don't have to do that. You can do something about it at the party or at the work function or at the meeting. You, you can say something even if the person aff- afflicted by the situation feels like they can't because there is so much more at stake for them to say something than there is for you. Um, so that's if you witness something. But the other thing is if you've, been par- if you've if you've been the person that said something or done something, the way you can address it is by getting educated that's that that's the one thing I can think of is is pulling yourself up on your bullshit and recognizing that you've said this stuff you've been guilty of saying it doesn't exist or saying we racist things to people in the attempt to try and make them feel comfortable whether it's low level or high level racism it's still racism and you're still part of the problem if you're doing it so I know that it's like really and it can be difficult to acknowledge when you've acknowledged when you acknowledge and you accept that you've you've been part of something that is really harmful to other other human beings i you know like give yourself a little hug for two minutes and then crack on because like that's you know your guilt is not
0: there's so many factors in a way but yeah if they could um, overcome that guilt but it's yeah just, your, it's but just your guilt
1: your guilt is not what we should be spending time on your guilt is is just a byproduct of trying to make progress and you haven't just because you haven't said something doesn't mean it doesn't exist um and the the kind of the flash in the pan most egregious acts of racism that we've witnessed over time on the telly or in different spaces are not are not a blip they are a result of generalised daily acts of racism that occur through opportunities in education and in your career and relationships it it feeds into into every part of of somebody's life when you make it their problem all the time because of the colour of their skin Um, But yeah, so, wow, what a roundabout and um, tricky subject. Hopefully we yeah. did something to, um, a, a, you know, talk about it and open that can of worms.
0: Definitely not my favourite subject, but I guess it does need to be spoken about. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. You just have to carry on ploughing with the sledgehammer and hopefully knock down as many walls and and hopefully...
1: Do you feel any any better for talking about it?
0: Not really, if I'm honest. It's just like a reminder that it's just out there like ah, I'm yeah, I need to go and chill.
1: Fly your drone.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It to... is where it like like don't get me wrong. I've got hope for the future. I know I'm going to personally do what I need to do to like help move things forward and I know there's plenty of people out there that are like championing like black and ethnic causes and stuff, but yeah it's just like this as you said like i'm just thinking about that white guilt thing like if that could be tackled and it's like it's it's a thing of like we don't want you to cry or to feel like <laughs> crap just just act like if you've got some influence over yeah or just, who
1: you're hiring yeah
0: or if you've got like a, like for example if you work in hr like be sympathetic or like acknowledge your staff just treat everybody equally or like i don't know just this is not some big wholesale change no one's asking for like um to be parachuted into positions like just equal like equal what is it equality of opportunity rather than equality of outcome like that's all it is just make sure the opportunities are just there and just don't discriminate and just
1: so if you if you fall for what you're told in the media, if you if you fall for those things, like that if if you don't surround yourself with with people of color in your circle, in your in your friendship groups, if you don't lend a hand to people, if you don't open your mind and your heart to to you know dating somebody who's not your race, like that you I will just, continue to yeah. fulfill this.
0: Just quickly on that and like, this is going to be the last thing because again I don't really take pleasure in talking about this stuff. But like it, that's, hearing statements like that is kind of what motivates me to like want to just be as successful as possible so that i can challenge those stereotypes and just show that like a successful black person yes that may speak up and on occasion like just to like yeah. flip what success means in the mind of that type of person just, so this is what i mean about like we get to press pause and we're gonna finish this podcast soon and like it'll all be over but it carries on for the likes of me and my peers
1: yeah, and that's why we're keen to maybe talk about this more. <coughs> Excuse me, in the future?
0: Like, I'm only able to provide, like, my experience. Like, I'm not the most hood person out here. I'm not, like, I'm I'm not a black woman. I'm not an Asian person. I'm not, like, a Latino person. Like, I can only talk from my experience. But yeah, but that's it's enough. Just, that's no, enough. I'm just saying it's multifaceted, and, like, yeah. hopefully we do get the opportunity to hear from those people. From different not, voices. Yeah, just... Okay, thanks guys. Take care.
1: Thanks.